Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Welcome to the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? Today is a day that I'm going to take and pause and we're going to do a hymn history today. I haven't done one in a little bit and I thought it would be good. This one happens to actually have a New Hampshire connection and uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in just a moment. Uh, The birthplace of this hymn or where it was written was actually in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania and the time was the evening of March 26th in 1862. And according to the author, the background of the hymn is actually very interesting and one in which I don't think he uh, either thought or intended for his his poetry to make its appearance. Uh, but the name of the author of this hymn is Joseph Henry Gilmore. Uh, the author is telling about the background of the hymn and he relates the fact that he was invited to preach for two Sundays at the First Baptist Church of Philadelphia uh, back in 1862. It was actually at a prayer meeting. Great things come out of prayer meetings. Can I add that today? Uh, He was at this prayer meeting and he was supposed to give a devotional thought or an exposition of of Psalm 23. And he relates that he gave the uh, preaching or the devotional that he was giving had had given it uh, uh, three or four times uh, on other occasions. But on this particular one, when he was at this First Baptist Church in Philadelphia, he really began to meditate on, as he gave this, this devotion, on the words of the psalm itself, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But he really never got past the phrase as it goes down in, he leadeth me beside the still waters. And he leadeth me actually caught his soul and his spirit. He was so impressed with the the wonderful thought of the divine guidance of God that he made it the entire theme for the devotional that night. Because in fact, if you remember the date that I just gave you of when it was written, it was the darkest hour of the Civil War. Uh, it was very, it, the North was not doing well. The Union was in a difficult situation. And uh, he thinks that it may have subconsciously led to the to the fact uh, of God's leadership as the one significant fact in human experience that is dependable. Uh, that it doesn't make any difference about uh, uh, how you are led or where you are led as well, as long as you're sure that God is actually leading and you're following Him. He says that at the close of that midweek prayer meeting that there was a few of them that went to one of the deacons' homes for fellowship and they were discussing the topic of divine guidance. And while they were sitting around the table talking and fellowshipping with each other, uh, Joseph Gilmore just took a piece of paper and began writing uh, his poetry, his manuscript, and he began writing the words of this particular hymn. And he said that at the end of the night, he just absentmindedly handed the words to his wife, handed his writings there, and just more or less forgot about what happened. But in 1865, some three years later, he was in Rochester, New York, and the church there, Second Baptist Church, had asked him to consider coming and being their pastor. And so as he sat down in the church, he actually picked up the church hymnal to see what songs they sang to get a feel of the the church congregation and what they were familiar with. And he was surprised when he opened the hymnal up and the book fell right open to the very song that he had written three years earlier. 
And he said to me, this was a real indication of God's divine leadership, or at least he took it that way with regard to his accepting the pastorate of that church. He said he got home uh, to his wife and he related the experience to her and said, I don't understand it. Uh, my words have been taken and set to music by Dr. William Bradbury, who was a famous composer at the time of Christian music. He was actually from York, Maine, and had been trained in organ and voice at Boston and was just notorious and uh, uh, famous for his composition and putting good lyrics to music. But he said, I don't understand how my words got set to Dr. Bradbury's music. I didn't give the words to anybody. Well, his wife actually fessed up and smiled and said, well, I can explain it, Joseph. I felt that the words would bless the hearts of people in those troublesome times. So I sent the poem to, it was called The Watchman and Reflector, which was a Christian periodical magazine that was popular in that day. And she said, I'm glad to know that they've printed it. And later he found out, Joseph found out that Dr. Bradbury had read the poem in that magazine and felt that it should be set to music. And so he wrote four stanzas, uh, uh, Gilmore did, and Dr. Bradbury just added the last two words of the refrain. And now we have the hymn that we sing today, He Leadeth Me, O Blessed Thought. Joseph Gilmore uh, has a great connection to New Hampshire. He was born in Boston, Massachusetts. And after graduating from Brown University and Newton Theological Seminary, uh, he served as a pastor of Baptist churches in New Hampshire. He taught Hebrew in a theological seminary. He spent two years as a private secretary to his father, who incidentally, Joseph Gilmore's father, was the governor of New Hampshire during the Civil War. In 1868, he became a teacher of literature at the University of Rochester and served for 40 years in that position and was uniquely used of God to impact young lives for the cause of Jesus Christ. Joseph Gilmore was his name, and he left us with this great ministry of a hymn that is cherished by many people even today, He Leadeth Me, O Blessed Thought. And it it genuinely is a wonderful thought to know that the divine leadership of God for all those are his children can never be doubted. He's always been found faithful. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Uh, He is the one who puts me right where I need to be to be more effective for him. And he takes care of me there. May God bless you today as you dwell on the fact that God's leading you. Whenever you lean on his wisdom and his instruction and his direction, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, the Bible also says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Literally, he'll make your path straight. He'll show you exactly where you need to be. Do you know that today? Is that your faith? Is that your trust? God is not some absentee, distant deity who's unaware or uncaring about where you are or what your life is like or what you're supposed to be doing while you're here. He is a God who has a purpose and a plan for your life. Let's just get engaged with that. Let's say, Lord, I humbly submit myself to you. I need your guidance because I'm blind by my own uh, passions and my own flesh and my own desires. I want to do what you've called me to do. Here's my life. Take it, use it, lead me, because that is a blessed thought and comfort 
in today's world. God bless you today. Walk with Christ. Follow His leadership. We'll see you next time.